What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 16 of Mornings with Morty. We got a good one for you guys. Uh, we gave you three Yiddish words of the week this week. I mean, don't say we never did nothing for you, okay? Welcome to this post-Memorial Day episode. I hope everybody had a good long weekend. Today, you're going to hear about me being a total idiot and locking myself in, yes, in, yes, locking myself in my own apartment a couple weeks ago, and then less than a week later, locking myself out and being extorted by a locksmith. As always, guys, so you can follow us on Instagram at The Daily Mort. You can send your emails to thedailymort at gmail.com. Please, please, please tell your friends. Help us expand this multi-level marketing scheme. You tell five of your friends. Each of them tells five of their friends. That's how we build this thing. That's how we grow. That's how the cult grows, okay? We build a society around this thing. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Episode 16, let's do it. Quick shout out to that intro music. That's Nassim Black. He is a black Hasidic Jewish rapper. He's pretty dope. Check him out on Spotify. Now let's get into episode 16. Let's do it. Hopefully for everyone who's had an issue hearing me in all of our past episodes, hopefully you can hear me today. I got my new mic set up. Welcome to episode 16, everybody of Mornings with Morty. Carl is celebrating like he just ran the 1500 meters in the Olympics, but I know 1500 meters is far more than Carl's running ever, but he, did you echelon this week? I did not echelon. I walked a lot. I walked probably every day this week. Okay. Good um, for you. I'm proud I of my boy. I went for a real bike ride yesterday. So that was nice, but now that, my butt that counts hurts. for something. Now your butt yeah. hurts. My butt hurts. Yeah. From what happened on your bike ride. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing. I just, you know, sitting on a bike seat, I got a big butt. Mm-hmm. You know, bike seats aren't made for, you know, staying thick for thick boys. <laughs> Welcome to episode 16. We're talking exclusively about Carl's butt hashtag stay thick. Um, Carl, I got, we got to do your Shlemiel and Shlemazel first because okay. it's a quick one. Right. And I yeah, don't mind pretty in depth. Like I don't want to take over. So let's hear what happened okay. to you this week. So, so as we were talking about my butt hurting on my bike ride, I was on my bike <laughs> ride yesterday <laughs> I'm oh. talking to my friend who's not Jewish and somehow something came up and I was talking about like the Parsha. I was like, yeah, the Parsha. And my friend's just like staring at me. Like she legitimately was like in front of me on her bike. She like turned around, gave me that face. Like, what am I missing? Like, why am I supposed to know what this word means? And I'm just like, oh, fudgicles, Batman, you're not Jewish. Fudgicles? Fudgicles. Sometimes my mom listens in, so I'm trying to be more appropriate. I thought she, she stopped me, listening. She, she called. No, she started again. She called me. She's like, "What are you saying? Your words are so bad. I can't believe I raised you. Can you tell That's Matt probably to stop me. doing that?" Yeah. Um. Sorry. <laughs> I'm a bad but, influence. Uh, but yeah, so I was like, "Oh my God, you're not Jewish. I'm being such a you know S and S right now. Like, how the fuck, Jickles? Are you supposed to know what Parsha is?" It's, I say it. So thank you. Thank you. You hear that, mom? I can stop swearing. Do you think I can make it through a whole episode without saying fuck? Shit, no. I just did it. <laughs> My dad no. would be really proud of if I can make it through a whole episode without swearing. Um, does, does yeah, that's funny. Listen? No, he's listened to maybe one episode, but he hears the way I talk. And that's probably why he doesn't listen. Just kidding. He's just a busy guy. But uh, that's, like my, my fiance doesn't listen because and I quote, 
I already, she said, I already hear you and Matt talk enough. I don't want to. That's wanna, true. I don't need, yeah. Like, she's like, I just, in my free time, I want to spend my time listening to people talk about Bravo shows. Well, that's because you subject her to every phone call we have. And I'm always like, why are you, I don't want this. She no doubt doesn't want this. She no, doesn't want to hear our nonsensical conversations. She wants to talk to you. She likes you. Yeah. Yeah. Her talking to me is different than her being subjected to our book. You spewing straight lies and, and me having to be like, he's lying to you. Don't. I didn't say that. It's very different than talking to her. Are you saying that Jews control the media, Matt? I'm saying all Jews are oh. sneaky liars. You shouldn't listen to them. You shouldn't trust a word we say on this podcast. And yes, we control the media and the weather. So with our space lasers. That's which- why. We didn't want anyone to enjoy Memorial Day weekend in New York, which is why it's been pouring all weekend. That was is that was really? us. Yeah, we're the puppet oh. masters, you know. And the space lasers, did you say? Yeah, well, yeah, I said that. But then I also started thinking about how Marjorie Taylor Greene pulled the biggest flip-flop I've ever seen, where she was like, Jewish space lasers are causing the wildfires. And then she's like, but stand up for Israel and the Jewish people. And then she goes, but masks are like the Holocaust. Yeah, I saw... A store in Nashville actually produced printed yellow stars, yeah. Jewish stars that say not vaccinated on them. And just, I don't know. Everyone stop comparing everything to the Holocaust. There is nothing going on in the world, nothing in the history of the world that is comparable to the Holocaust. And I know there are a lot of other bad things. They're their own bad things. The Holocaust is its own bad thing. Like they're they're all awful. Stop right. tokenizing Jewish history that you don't actually understand just at your convenience. It it drives me crazy. But we got to get back to your Shlomo and Shlomazel. And yeah, yeah. That, well, that was really it. You know, We've been, it was well, just, you know, it was me using a word that only you know my other Jewish friends know, and no one who isn't Jewish should be expected to know. And yeah. I used it with a non-Jewish person, uh, a, you know, a, a Gentile, so to speak. Oh, a goy. Well, that's derogatory. Is it? Yeah, I've yeah. never like thought that goyim was that derogatory. Like, it seems pretty harmless. It's, it's pretty it, benign. It, it, it wasn't originally, but then people are like, oh, the goy. Oh. You, you know. But How about this? I'll be nice to them when they're nice to I us. Actually, maybe goy's okay. Maybe it's goy shikoff that's not okay. Yeah, I think there's like an, an extended ver if you want the the uh the unedited version, the the um the unrated, the director's cut of the word goy or goyum is probably shiksa is supposed to be derogatory, right? Like a non-Jewish yeah. girl is like kind of insulting but uh anyway yeah like the you with the parsha it's like using you know your it's like using industry terms instead of layman's terms when people talk about right. work it's, you ever it, talk it, to somebody in finance and they're like I know. throwing it's it, yeah well in my family everyone's in medicine so everyone's like talking about medical Same. shit and i'm just sitting there and i'm just like <sighs> yeah okay well i'll talk in three hours right yeah and I don't mean same as in everyone in my family's in medicine. I mean, like, it's the same concept. Like, you could explain this in terms, like, we could all be involved in the conversation. But first off, I, it's easier. Like, once you're in that industry, whatever it is, and you yeah. know the terms and you're talking to other people in it, you're going to default to that language. It's easier. You, like, maybe you're not making a conscious decision, like, I want to exclude everybody or feel that some people surely are like, I want to feel smarter. And like, I know what I'm talking about. And these people don't. But I think a lot of times, like, it's just easy. Like, I, I catch myself doing it with you know, advertising or comedy stuff. And people are like, I don't know what that means. And I'm like, why aren't you, I'm like, why are they getting as excited as I am about this? And it's like, oh, cause they don't know what the hell I'm talking about. 
and I find that all the time with like psychology and terms and stuff. Like I'm talking about things and like my school friends get it. Like, yeah. And like and when you were I talking about the DSM and Kevin was on, he's like, do you only speak in acronyms? Uh, well, in like half of psychology is acronyms now. Yeah. We're like, let's give everything a long name that we can shorten like ADHD, ASD, and then we'll sound more official. Acronyms make you official. Hashtag that. Industry what? terms, man. Industry, industry terms, psychology, it's all acronyms. That's how they get you. That's how they, they get in your head. They play mind games. I'm you had a nice SNS moment, right? I had Was it an SNM moment too. <laughs> I had the Schlemiel and Schlemazel moment for the ages because it lasted like I wish we could have recorded actually the day after it happened where I was still all heated, but I can get equally heated about this. So I've lived in my apartment. <laughs> I've lived in my apartment for a year now as uh two days ago is officially i think a, a full year and a few weeks ago like two weeks ago a week ago i don't know uh yeah a week from from yesterday actually i got locked in in my apartment i've not had a single issue getting locked in or out in the span of a week i had both i got locked in first and then less than a week later i got locked out let me tell you what the fuck happened okay so first off I, I was going downstairs to go do laundry. I was like, it's Saturday. The laundry room's empty. I'm going to outsmart these people. I'm going to do my laundry today instead of Sunday. By the time I go down there, there's a salon connected to my building in the basement and they occupy all of our goddamn machines. Drives me crazy. So by the time I get down there to put my stuff in, half the washers are full and the dryers like, you know, when the time doesn't work out. So like you got to wait two full cycles to be able to put your stuff into the dryer because like, the first person's going to take the stuff out of the wash then put it in the dryer after they waited. And yeah, you got, everything's backed up. So I'm like pissed. I'm like, I got dinner plans at eight o'clock. I'm working backwards trying to figure out, do I have time? And I was going to meet friends before dinner for drinks. So I, uh, get down to put my stuff in the wash the machine ahead of me has been done. Person's not there. Look, I don't like when people take my stuff out of the wash, but you, you, there's a grace period. You get like a window. And if you're not there within the window, it's fair game because you're affecting someone else's day. So I take this guy's stuff out of the wash. Okay. So this is, this is the, how the whole thing started. Take the guy's stuff out of the wash, put my stuff in the two machines, start one of them. My card hit zero, run upstairs, get my credit card to reload my laundry card. Right. Come down. And as I'm putting my stuff, Oh, sorry. Before this, as I'm putting my stuff in the machine, OxyClean gets up into my eye. So my eye is like burning. Okay. And then I got to reload my card. I come back down to start the second machine. The guy is there now and he clearly knows that I moved his stuff. So he's like angry with me. And I was waiting to like get back into the corner behind him and start the machine. And he's super aggressive because he's pissed. He knows someone moved his stuff. He's like, do you need to get back here? And I'm like, yeah, I just need to start the machine, start it, stand there, wait for him to get out of the way. And he's super aggressively like, do you need to get back this way? I'm like, yes, dude, I do in fact need to get out of the laundry room. So that guy's- well, Wait, you didn't want to sit there watching him fold his laundry for a while? I actually started to wrap my arms around his waist and, and caress him. Um, oh, that maybe is what- Were you putting your hands over his while folding the laundry? Yeah, in a I was just manner? trying to have a moment with him and he wasn't into it. How rude. Honestly, I'm trying to be, you know, affectionate. He looks like a guy who's lived alone for a year. I'm a guy who's lived alone for a year. Just needed some. <laughs> and you had a mustache or have a mustache. Yeah, man. Like, this mustache what is doesn't here to scream. Stay. Let's be affectionate, strange men together in a laundry room with like a mustache like yours. Yeah. 
Okay, so so I, I'm <laughs> okay. I come up from the laundry room and I, I'm pissed off with the whole like my whole day has been fucked up by other. Uh, damn it, I said I I said fuck. My dad would be mad. My whole day is now messed up because you I didn't even make it that far. No, I can edit it. I can scheme my you way. You said it twice already, though. Yeah, I know, I know. But the first time was on purpose. So I come up from the laundry room, and we know I've got a temper. Okay, we. I know. I know this. You know this. We all know this. I have a temper. I slam my door behind me. Okay, and I open it, and the whole doorknob, deadbolt, latch mechanism, is is broken. The latch is either getting stuck inside the door or. If I am able to close it on the inside, it's stuck. The only doorknob that's turning, it's the outside one, not the inside one. And the deadbolt isn't working either. So I'm, I, I'm on the phone with my mom and I'm like, I close the door, the doorknob's not working. And I was like, oh my God, I think I'm locked in my apartment, but I'm not like panicked yet. I'm like, okay, I can fix this. I got a toolkit. I take out my screwdriver. I unscrew the whole panel, the doorknob on the inside, take it off. And you know how a doorknob works where there's the outside and there's a long screw that goes through the door and it, you twist on the inside. Okay, so I'm on the phone with my mom and I'm fidgeting with it and I push the screw and I'm trying to maneuver it and it just falls out the other side into the hallway. And I'm like, mom, I gotta go. And just... You look like you want to say something. I was gonna say I didn't realize that you like slammed your door in frustration. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, like when you just you need to like take out your anger somehow. Like if there was a punching bag, you would like hit it once and it would be done. You would take out that would have taken out no. all your anger. As a psychologist, I'm an evolved human being. I don't have emotions. You're arguably one of the least evolved people I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, I actually, I just sit there and like ruminate and focus on it. And I don't like get anything out. I just like get more angry. So I can't do that because then I get a migraine. So yeah. instead of like just sitting and, and working myself up into fumes, if I like, if I, I, I like hit a punching bag or like yell into a pillow is honestly a great release. Yeah. But I don't know. I, if I slam the door once, take out my anger, my frustration. And I feel like, okay, I got the energy out, you know? Okay. But yes, so I I did that. The door, the mechanism got messed up. Which you also up like on your mom. What a low quality doorknob that slamming the door like that broke the whole thing. But well, anyway, you were having issues anyways, though, right? With it? Uh, no. Okay, never mind then. I thought so, you were having some issues already. No. Okay. So 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 I'm. I'm on the phone with my mom and I'm like, I got to go. I'm locked in my apartment. And this wave of just panic and claustrophobia just like overtakes me. I'm like, hold, like I'm in a prison of my own design. I got laundry in the machine downstairs and I'm not going to make it to dinner tonight. So I, I'm not kidding. I opened all my windows just so I could get some air in and they've all got screens on them. And I was like, oh my God, I don't even like, I couldn't even get out. But one of the windows in my bedroom does not have a screen. And I'm not kidding. I was looking out the window. I'm on the third floor. I was looking at the air duct on the second floor and thinking, I could make it. I, I could jump. If I need to, I could get out of here. Like, this is going to be my emergency exit. I don't have like a fire escape outside of my window. A lot of people have been like, don't you have, like, you could have gotten out, climbed down, whatever. So I call my super. 
who lives in Connecticut. I'm like, he's not going to be able to come help me anyway. And I'm just like, I don't know who else to call. I'm like, Hey, I'm locked in. He's like, Oh, you're locked out. I'm like, no in, I'm locked in my unit. And he's like, okay, well I'm in Maine for the, yeah. Every person who I've told this, they're like, oh, you got locked out. I'm like, no in inside, like, like a prisoner. And he's like, okay, I'll call the doorman. He'll come up and he'll help you. So the doorman comes up. There's so much that just happened with the doorman. Remember, I, I got oxyclean in my eye too. My eye burns like, yeah, like a son you of a bitch. Sh- you should have called my dad. I thought about it. My first thought was if flushing my eye with water for 15 minutes doesn't work, I'm calling name redacted. But I, so my doorman. Carl's dad. Carl's dad. Dr. Carl. So, so my doorman comes up and he's trying to unlock the door and he's like, he's telling me, he's like, you got to unlock it. I'm like, what? That's the issue is that I cannot (laughs) unlock it. He's like, he's like, okay, pass me the key. And I'm like, how pray tell, do you expect me to do that? I, there's not a hole. There's not a gap in the door. Could you have taken your handle off and passed it through there? No, that's what I'm saying. My doorknob was off. My remember, I took off the inside and the oh, outside yeah, yeah. fell into the hallway. And the but hole so have... was it the hole was not big enough. Oh, uh, okay. Because when I saw how small it was, I was like, I'm screwed. So did you put he your goes, pinky through it? I don't know if I could have even gotten my pinky through it. He goes, Okay, I'll so my building, I look out into it's not like a leisure courtyard, but there's an open space like where a bunch of buildings is just empty in the middle and there's like trash and stuff out there um and like a fire escape from another building like a ladder so he's like i'll go out back and call up to you you'll throw your key down but here's the part that really messed me up okay i've lived in this building a year he goes i'll go out back and you toss me the key i'll call up to you what's your name i've lived here a year i talk to you every day i've known your name since day one okay what do you mean what's my name so I've thought about this quite a bit, actually, since I you first to, told me. But go ahead. Um, so, so for those of you who don't remember, Matt and I talk almost every day on the phone. We're adorable. It's fine. So he told me, he called me in real time and was like, oh, my God, I locked myself in. But uh, when you told me about this at first, I was like, yeah, he should know your name. But then I remembered he didn't see your face. Yes. He knows my apartment number. Oh, he does? Yeah. He, dude, he gets packages. He, he, he like takes packages for people and labels, you know, which apartment number. You don't think, yeah. Okay. 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 But he probably has a list I also, downstairs too. When I moved, like introduced myself, I don't know, but yeah, realistically, I just assumed he couldn't see your face. So he might not have put two and two together. Totally fair. Also, realistically, there are like three or four doormen who rotate and there are a lot of people in the apartment. So I'm, I'm kidding when I'm like, Oh, you need to know my name. Like I get it. There are a ton of people. And there are probably some you don't like, some you don't care about, some you straight up don't know. But, you know, I'm not actually surprised he didn't know my name. He knows me when he sees me. But yeah. so that 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 was, I was like, yo, what the heck, man? He doesn't know my name. My super also, until like 10 months into my, my first year of this lease, didn't have my phone number saved. It was like he was, you know, a crush of mine from a dating app and just didn't have my number saved. And it was like, <laughs> I would text him and he wouldn't know who it was. And like, new phone who dis? Yeah, exactly. I got new phone who dis by my super. Uh, but anyway, so my doorman Isidro goes out back. I toss in the great, great throw and great catch. We connected like Tom Brady and Gronk. It was honestly impressive. So he goes downstairs. He comes up. He does get the door open with the key, and uh, he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna run down and see whatever I need to fix this." I, but he goes down. He comes back up. He's like, "I don't have it." So. 
I duct taped the latch and the lock and whatever. And then I was just using, I have like a second, like they call it the tenant lock. It's a little more secure up on the top. So fine. Okay. Deal with that. Uh, super comes and looks at it on Monday. And this, by the way, I'm total schlemiel in this situation, just like doing the dumbest things. So super comes, looks at it. He's like, you got to get a whole new mechanism put in. No problem. My landlord is going to fix it. So I don't have to pay for this. Amazing. Like no big deal. Locksmith comes Wednesday morning, takes a look at it, goes out, gets the part, replaces the whole damn thing pretty quick with his work. Didn't cost me a cent. Landlord's covering it. No big deal. Now my old lock, here's the second part of this issue. My old lock, it wouldn't lock behind me. Like I could leave my apartment, go downstairs, grab my dinner, and my door would stay unlocked unless I locked it with the key. The new lock that he put in has a mechanism. It's like a switch. So it does automatically lock behind you unless you turn off the switch and you need to bring your key. Now I hadn't had this lock. I don't know. I had it for 24, 30, 36 hours at this point on Thursday. And I'm in the middle of class waiting for a group meeting with my teacher and my dinner arrives because I didn't have time to cook and not thinking I run out, think, okay, cool. I'm going to go grab my dinner. Be right back up. I get upstairs doors locked panic because I don't have my phone. It's in my apartment. I don't have my key. It's in my apartment. I don't have the spare key because I have a key. I, there's a one spare that will go to my building and I need to send a copy of that to my landlord. And I hadn't made a copy yet. So I've got both in my apartment. I'm like, shit, what do I do? I go downstairs. I go to the doorman. It's Isidro again, the same guy who, lo- who let me out less than a week <laughs> prior. So he is thinking, okay, this guy's an idiot. But I'm like, Isidro, I'm locked out. And he's like, okay, you got a spare? I'm like, no, it's upstairs because I haven't dealt with a copy yet. And, and he goes, okay, well, I can't help you. So now I'm thinking, well, he's an idiot because what do you mean you can't help me, dude? You're the, you can't give me a phone. You can't call a locksmith, whatever. So he's like, I can't help you. Yeah, you, you... No. I, th- I thought you were going to ask something. No, of course not. I want you to ask me questions. I want you to be involved in my life. It's like, you don't even care about me. So I just I'm like, listen, I'm trained to listen. This is literally just therapy because Carl nods and he doesn't always respond to me right away. Cause he thinks he's a thinker and uh, that's it. Pretend <laughs> to think. Yeah, exactly. He just zones out. So, so I'm like, Isidro, can you like, you can't call a locksmith or whatever. And he's like, well, I could call Tony, the other doorman. If, if he picks up, he knows a locksmith. Uh, <laughs> Wait, they don't have like a list of like a locksmith. That they I don't contact. know. I'm very confused on how the system works. And the only reason why I hadn't given my spare key directly to a doorman is because when I moved in the last time I did that, it never got to the super. So I wanted to make sure I gave it to him directly. So there are a lot of moving parts and issues and context to this story. Uh, it's very important. So he's like, okay, I can call Tony. Who's just another doorman. He's not the superintendent who I, I would have called if I had my phone. Um, so he calls Tony. She's like, okay, Tony gave me the locksmith. I called the locksmith. They're on their way. They actually got here very quickly. It was nice. Now, I got extorted by this freaking locksmith because they had to drill a hole in the cylinder of the lock, take that out, take the spring out, let me into my apartment. Wait, so did you have to get another new doorknob? 
No, just the cylinder. So there's the doorknob, the the lock, the latch, and there's the cylinder where you turn your key to lock it. They yeah. drilled into that cylinder, took that out, took the spring out, and then they had to put that new part in. But so did you have to get a new key then? Yes, with the cylinder comes a new key. Um, so I'm just like, this is unbelievable. And I thought a lot of locksmiths in the city are Israeli. Um, I used to work with a lot of them when I worked at Yelp and they're like some of the worst people to work with. Cause they would never want to spend on advertising, but they're very like, like locksmith as a profession is like borderline extortion, honestly. And I, in my mind, I hear the guy's accent, the locksmith he's, you know, he, he looks like he could be Middle Eastern. Uh, I'm trying to say this without being racist. He was brown, okay? And he's wearing a little gold bracelet. And I'm trying to add all this up. And I'm like, he definitely is giving me Israeli vibes. So in my head, I'm thinking, do I like ask if he's Israeli and tell him I'm Jewish and see if we can haggle over this? Oh, but I didn't because I'm like, with everything going on right now, if he's not Israeli or if he is Israeli and he's not Jewish, he's going to be like, okay, fuck you. Now I'm charging double what I just. And that actually ha just happened to my older sister and her, her husband is they were running. They, they left Israel um, to go visit his family in England and they were running a car and they had to call and say like, Hey, we got to cancel like these amount of days. Cause we can't leave there's, you know, rockets being fired at the airport. Sorry. Um, and the guy who answered the phone was, was Arab. And he was like, you're coming from Israel. I can't give you a discount. Oh, like straight up said that. And, that's and they're, awful. Like, they're like, are you kidding me? And he's like, no, you, you, it's not our problem. And she was like, oh, I mean, we God. literally like can't take off. Like, it's like, you know, you could probably rent the car to somebody else. Like, and so they actually like, you know, they can't, they, they, he didn't let them cancel their reservation either. So they made a reservation with another company and disputed the credit card charge. Yeah. But like, like just, you know, I know exactly what you're talking about. It's like that fear of like, there yeah. being some uh, like a, an anti-Semitic microaggression. Yeah. So I, I'm like, I'm in no position of power here whatsoever, like to try and negotiate to bargain with a guy because, okay, you either pay us what we asked or we don't let you into your apartment. Oh, and also if you piss us off, we not only know where you live, but we professionally, like it is our job to break into people's apartments. Like that's what we do for a living. So you isn't can't- that, Isn't that kind of cool? Yes, but also like, Jesus Christ. Like I've been double locking my door constantly now when I'm not here because look, I have a doorman. So if those guys just showed up, but here was the even worse part. I don't remember if I told you this yet. So I went and I made a copy of my key and I went and gave it to my super. And so, so these guys, they were like, I asked him, how am I going to pay? And he's like, Oh, you can, you know, cash Venmo. I was like, I don't know if I have that kind of cash in here. Cause when he initially told me how much it was, he was like, uh, he's like, yeah, it's going to be like 65. There's a service fee. And then to drill and whatever is 375. And I'm thinking, okay, I'm looking at, you know, four or 500 some bucks here. Like, okay, that's about what I expected. It's a very expensive mistake, but that's about what someone had mentioned it should be. Then when he had to put the new cylinder in, next thing I know, it's another three or 400 something dollars. This guy charged, he's like, okay, if you Venmo me, it's $909. And if you pay cash, I can do 850. And I was like, oh my God. God, like that, that's an obscene amount of money. This is straight up extortion. Okay. But thank God I found a stack of cash and saved $60. What a bargain. <laughs> well, also like, 
I think he just admitted to you he was not going to declare that money and he was going to, you know, avoid his taxes. Well, yeah, dude, that's why it's a cash business because you, yeah. that what an hourly rate that is. Like what an insane, for probably less than an hour of work when all is said and done, $850. Yeah. Insane. You think he would have, you think he would have let you run to the, uh, to the ATM bank? if I had to? Yeah. yeah, with a gun yeah. to my back, maybe, or like, let me hold on to your watch or something. Like, I, you know, yeah. you gotta have collateral. He, I felt he like probably I probably would have been like, he probably would have like been like, hold on, let me grab a beer from your fridge, watch some TV on your couch. I'll yeah. see you in a bit. I felt like I, I was dealing with the mafia and like they were going to break my, cause he also, he had another guy with him. It wasn't just one guy. He had like a way bigger, like he had his muscle with him, you know? And the other guy didn't yeah. say a word the whole time. It was like, he was an apprentice, but also like the guy who would straight up string you up by your Achilles. If you tried to not pay what they asked. So. I know you should have had your doorman with you. I, honestly, I, my doorman doesn't know who I am. So then I finally. Well, no, went, no, now he does. Yeah, I'm now dumb. he He's, does. Hey, it's the dumbass who got locked in and locked out in the matter of a week. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but so then here was another part that really screwed me up. So this is me, total Shlemiel, like just being a, a, a total idiot in the matter of a week. But then when I went to give the copy of the spare to my super, he's like, oh man, like I heard what I, I'm so sorry that all happened to you, whatever. But also, like, asked me if the, the locksmith was Israeli. And was like, ah, oh, he's fucking Israelis, man. I can't stand him. I don't want, he's like, if that guy, he's like, I don't want that locksmith. He's like, I don't want those guys in the building. And I was like, I was like, before, I was like, I'm not about to get into it with my super. I actually love my super. He's been great to me so far, but he was like, he totally got ripped off. But when he started saying shit about Israelis and maybe he just meant the ones he's met in the city, you know, we learn from our experiences. And I don't want to justify the dumbass comment that he made. I'm sorry. I really don't want to do it because I was very taken aback. He's like, oh, I was fucking Israelis, man. I can't. I was like, well, you know, I thought he was Israeli. I don't know, but I'm Jewish and I was going to ask him, but, you know, I didn't want to get into a, a potential conflict with him. Just, you know, that was my way of saying, so like, you, before you, you say something. You were Jewish? Yeah, that was my way of saying, before you say something incredibly offensive, like, I just need you to know who you're talking to. Like, I, and yeah. I, I like my super. I think he's a good guy. And like I said, he's been great for me since I've lived here. Like he, he actually gives a shit, but I was very taken aback. Like this has all happened so quickly to, you know, like, it's like when you have an anti-Semitic remark thrown in your face and it happens so quickly, you don't even realize it in the moment. And I was just like, yeah. I don't, I was like, I don't, I've been living here for at least another year. Like my lease is two years. I was like, I don't want to get into it with this guy about whether I think what he just said about Israelis is or isn't right or accurate. I was just like, okay, let me just but give him my key. And it, that's also something where if you say it about Israelis, it's really rooted in an uh, anti-Semitic trope about Jews being cheap and greedy and, and difficult to like deal, you know, like it's, it is anti-Semitic because you're just replacing the word Jew with Israeli. Yeah. But and I wasn't like, about to like, get into that whole thing with my super. No, I was just no, trying to give I, him my I, key. I, when when I would have left, I would have been like, okay, I got to Zoom with my rabbi now. <laughs> well, <laughs> one big difference between you and me is I, I don't have a rabbi. But you're know, my I rabbi. Like several. I am your rabbi. Um, I'll circumcise you. Yeah. I charge eight fifty an hour. Did you just say you'll circumcise me? First off, that's been done. We've talked about my dick a lot on this podcast. Second off, if anyone is going to recircumcise me, it's going to be Levine's Kosher Lasers. Okay, they run the best Wait, space circumcision my, business. What about my grandfather? 
I don't want to hear about what your grandfather did to you as a kid, dude. I am talking no, about a professional. He's a urologist. He does it. He's a doctor. And I'm talking about the most precise circumcision. It's a laser, dude. Not yeah, only, not only is it accurate, it also stops the bleeding because a laser cauterizes the skin. It's like a lightsaber. So, so okay? here's my issue with that. Here's my issue with that. Luke you know, Skywalker. I don't like working with the Israelis <laughs> <laughs> and these Levine's kosher lasers are really based out of Israel. No, 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 no. You're in luck. You see Levine's kosher lasers is actually run by a bunch of Ashkenazims. So it's, it's European Jews. Okay. The white ones, the ones you, that you act like there aren't a ton of white European Jews in Israel. Now you're getting into the anti-Semitic tropes about Israel being a bunch of European colonizers. You racist. I'm sorry, I hung out with your landlord last night. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it's so, it's so funny because he, my, but the handyman in my building loves Israel. Dude, he's he is Peruvian. He's a very very religious man. L loves loves Jewish? Trump. No, he's not Jewish. He's Peruvian. Oh. But he talks about. Well, that uh, doesn't mean you can't be Jewish. Yeah, that's true. But he, he and he does he talks about like the parsha and everything. So maybe he's studying Torah, but he, it seems like he's talking about the Bible and God and all this. But he's like, oh, you know, we need to pray to Hashem. And I'm in. You know what? It's great. He. Hit, I think I told you guys on this episode on on one of our episodes. He hits me with a Shabbat Shalom every Friday, every time, every day. Really? When I see, every Friday when I see him. Oh no, yeah. You never told me this. I, I, this I would remember. No, birthday, you wouldn't. Not so much. You don't remember anything, okay? Because I told you about this because there were a bunch of armed police officers i think it was israeli independence day when they were outside the building and that's how i started talking to him about all of this it's in a previous episode i know you don't listen to them i don't really listen to them after the fact either but yeah i mean people just ripping off these comments about israelis and jews and and then there's your peruvian handyman who's like i'm yisrael chai yeah dude i i love my my peruvian handyman he's great his name is luis shout out to luis i also love peruvian food Peruvian food's good. What else are we talking about on this episode, Carl? Well, you you had something that you had wanted to talk about, which was uh, washing machine etiquette. Well, yeah, I wanted to just. I mean, I don't want this to be all about me. I, I, I no, I want, this is. I, I think this is a good PSA for all of our college age listeners who share wash laundry rooms, or like our New York based listeners who don't usually have in unit washer and dryer unless they some bougie ass bitches. Yeah. Well, okay. I I've gone on so many rants about this to my friends and like, I like wrote it when I'm really pissed about something, I will write like a full on article in my notes on my phone or my laptop. And I should really start submitting them places. Cause they're pretty funny and angry, but like <laughs> Carl it, just every week, every, every episode, I know this cause I edit them. There's the sound of your water bottle clanking, you yawning and just talking over it. Like you don't remember, like you think we're just having a conversation. Like you don't realize I, I want to clarify. Cause I don't know if I'm going to edit that out. That was not Carl peeing guys. I promise he was pouring some water into a cup or something, but just, you know, in the middle of me talking decides now is the time that i should do this it's a good idea for me with liquid and microphones and recording going on and now he's choking on it so oh, that's i wasn't talking karma. so i thought it was a good time since i wasn't talking i was you know i had my free hands okay let, let's let me get more laundry frustration uh, the, the way what i want to talk about is laundry room etiquette okay because i am so i've been in new york 
you either live in a building with communal laundry or no laundry and you send it out. Or, you know, if you're very fortunate, you might find a place with in-unit laundry. But the majority of people living in the city, uh, if you got laundry, it's probably communal in the building. And there, there are unwritten rules of the laundry room, okay? If you're not there when your machine is done, maybe you get a five-minute window. And then I am taking your stuff out, okay? Because I cannot sit there for 30 freaking minutes wasting my time for you to waiting for you to come get your stuff out. Okay. Be there when your machine's done, write it down, set a reminder on your phone. It, it is not fair to make other people wait like that. And I don't feel bad if I take your stuff out. You know what? It's, it's also just not good for your laundry. Like, do you really want to smell like mildewy and shit? I don't care about their laundry. It's the wild west out there, baby. You're every man for himself in the laundry room. And you know what? There have been times where like, oh, I don't have money on my card. Can you, and I'll Venmo you. And I've, I've done that for people and they Venmo me right on the spot. Like whatever. Oh, can you help me start this machine? I don't know. I'm new here in the building and I'll help people if they need that. Fine. Cause we got, if I'm not for myself, who will be, if I'm not for others, what am I? If not now, when, you know, I forget who said wow. that, but, we're, but it's a very religious week. Yeah. So, oh you know God. what, like, I am f in favor. You got to look after yourself because if you don't, nobody else will. You got to take care of other people. But also, if you're not there when your laundry is done, look, nothing bothers me more than wasting time. Money I can get back. The locksmith who extorted me for just shy of a grand to get into my own freaking apartment, I can earn money back. Time I cannot recover, Okay. What are your thoughts on the communal laundry room? It's so I've been very fortunate to, uh, you know, throughout college, I didn't have to use it because my grandparents lived a mile away from campus Ooh. and I could sneakily, I could kind of convince my, my bubby to like do my laundry. Um, or, or I would just like go over there and do homework and do my laundry and like, you know, hang out, eat, get, get some free meals out of it. Yeah. Um, and then when I lived, you know, I, in Atlanta, like every apartment has in unit washer and dryer. It's actually, or at least hook up to do it so that you can like write your own machines. So like hashtag stay thick Atlanta. I like that. <laughs> um, you know, Atlanta's a thick, hairy boy. Oh so. God. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I don't know. I mean, it's been a while. Like I remember freshman year living in the dorms. Like if you were one minute late, like your socks and underwear were all over the floor. Like you, See, like you have to do it in a nice way. Yeah, yeah, that's not cool. Like if you, I at least made sure all so, the stuff got into the basket. I, I, yeah, I was gonna say I like when people leave their basket down there and like leave it on top of the machine. Do they not have every building? The two buildings that I've lived in in New York, they have like wheelie baskets, so they're like they stay in the laundry room and people will take them like up and down. I don't know if you're supposed to or not, but they'll take their stuff up in it and then bring the basket back down. So they have one of those that just stays in the laundry room. I took the guy's stuff and put it into that basket. Cause his, okay, his yeah, wasn't that's, there. That's nice. I was going to say like living in the dorm, like it was, I had my laundry hamper and that was it. Yeah. And I, I leave my like basket kinda, down. Yeah. I leave it down there in case like I am two minutes late and someone's going to put it out. At least they can put it in my thing. But like, I hate when people just like put it on top of the machine or like, yeah, like, or just like, like, I get it. Like, it's, it's hard sharing that as a communal space, but there's a way not to be a dick about it. On totally. Both ends. Yeah. And yeah. I agree. I, you know, like, like, don't be hasty. 
but also like set a fucking timer on your phone. I really like, thought you, the second half of that was going to rhyme. I thought you had some catchy slogan for us. Yeah. Yeah. Don't be hasty. Set a fucking timer on your phone. Hashtag that motherfuckers. Sorry. Matt can't say fuck because of his dad. Yeah, Carl's so getting saying, it all out. Yeah. All right. You know, so. I think you're very lucky that you had your, your, your buddy to do the laundry or at least to take your laundry there. I think my dad did the same thing on in college, at least when like he would come home for weekends, I'm pretty sure uh, from, you know, he went to Ohio state and he would go to back home to Cleveland. And I think he would go to his mom's house and she would do it for him. It's very nice to have something like that. I laundry, like it's one of those things. It's so mundane. It stresses me out so much because like just dealing with the time and the machine and then the folding and whatever, like it's just, there's always a problem unless you have your own machines, my stuff comes out of the machines, like out of the wash, like someone left whatever products they use that then stained my clothes. And then I got to wash, I got to then wash the same load of laundry, like two or three times. And then sometimes I got stuff that's ruined. The stains just never came out. And like, it infuriates me. Like it's this, it is this small task. That's like something everyone has to do in their everyday lives. And it, I, I am enraged when I have issues with my laundry because I feel so helpless and like, there's nothing I can do. And it is so time consuming. Like I, it shouldn't take three hours to do laundry that half of it's not clean and half of it's not dry. I'm, I'm also one of those people that like waits until I'm out of underwear to do laundry. Like I can be out of shirts and I'm, and I still got underwear. So I keep going. Um, but uh yeah so like when i do laundry i have a lot of like i do like four loads of laundry like it's a whole day thing yeah like and i you know i separate a lot of things i do and i also i also hang dry a lot of shit so if i do laundry it's like okay three days until i can wear this shirt yeah yeah and so it takes forever it consumes (laughs) the whole apartment because i have shit hanging everywhere it's like can i sit on this chair i'm like no it's for hanging it's the laundry chair you don't have like a hanging rack can i just say this i do but i do but but i like to hang it on the hangers so then i don't have to like put it on the hangers later yeah well you can i mean you can still hang it on the hanging rack but this is this is such a uh for this is such a boring thing to talk about but it is also so cathartic for me because like to know that other people are having these issues where like, okay, today is laundry day. Like it's a whole day. Like I didn't have time for like two, two and a half, three weeks, whatever to do laundry. Cause I was so busy with school. And there was like stuff that had been washed that came out with like water spots or soap spots all over it. So I had to wash it again. Oh, yeah. Most of it didn't even come out. And so this Friday, finally going in the holiday weekend, like I got out of class and literally I spent all day <laughs> doing laundry. Like everything my sheets my comforter my whatever no i hated every second of it but i was like at least i'm getting it done and i try to break it off and do like a small load of laundry you know once a week or whatever so it doesn't pile up like that but when it does pile up oh my god it's so overwhelming it's ridiculous and then you miss out and say oh i can't go to drinks and dinner i'm doing well i can't go out today i'm doing laundry it's like uh can i hire somebody to do this yeah so i mean i know there's some laundry services i don't use one because i have like i think having an in-unit washer and dryer is also a game changer like i can you know like if i want to do a load of underwears like i can just do a load of underwears like after you drop a load in your underwear (laughs) honestly like you stain your shirt throw it right in um you stain your underwear probably throw it out so (laughs) um but yeah i mean it's it's nice to have them and and I don't know. It's also like you can leave shit in the dryer and not have to worry about it. Like, yeah. 
I can't tell you how many times that there's just stuff sitting in our dryer that I have to be like, hey, fiance, is this mine or yours? Can I throw it out? Like, what's going on here? Can I throw it out? What are you throwing away your laundry for? No, the lint. All the lint. Are we oh. keeping it? Are we putting it in our belly buttons? I don't know. Oh, my God. Uh, okay. Well, speaking of having laundry everywhere, I think this is a good transition well, to our we, Yiddish. What? Oh, I was going to say we had the Parsha, too, this week. I was going to say, I think it's a good transition into the Yiddish word of the week. And then fine, we go fine, into fine. the Parsha. Fine. We, fine. We can do it that I was, way. We just never, we never do it that way. It's fine. I was trying to tee no, it up. Fine. We literally do it that it's way every fine. week. No, no, but we you don't, don't remember. No, what did we no, talk no. about at the beginning of this episode? Tell me. I bet you don't even remember. Uh, the Shmuel and Shemazel. <laughs> you only, yeah, but what, what was, what were they? So mine was the Parsha thing with the word with my friend and yours was the, I locked myself in, I locked myself out. My landlord hates Israelis. Then I got, you know, like extorted by the Israelis. By the possible, I don't know that he was Israeli. He was like, but, he's, he looks Middle Eastern. He's wearing a gold thing. So I'm not trying to stereotype, but like I'm using some stereotypes. Look, stereotypes exist for a reason. Okay. And nothing I said was an outwardly offensive stereotype. It's there is a look of a certain type of person. Okay. Like, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. certain cultures dress a certain way. Certain people look a certain way. Like, it, it, everything is a stereotype. Advertising, there's a stereotype. Everything we, works we, on stereotypes. We stereotype every day in our lives doing so many different things. It's a way that humans create short codes to make things easier to understand the world. Yeah. It also happens to be used in a lot of negative ways, but psychologically it, stereotypes happen all the time. It's wet. It's like also from your learned experiences. So like it might be mm -hmm. a stereotype that exists that is true and it might not be offensive. There are also negative stereotypes. Anyway, I was just trying to tee this up for you, you know, like, like, a, like a tee ball or like put a golf ball on a tee, like whichever metaphor you want to go with. I was trying to I tee up either. I know you're not an athlete. I was trying to tee I, up the. I play tennis. <laughs> you play tennis? All the time. Well, define all the time. Like, like at least once a week with friends. Oh, that's fun. I play. Um, I love tennis. Do you play tennis? I'm not good at tennis. I've played. Okay. I took lessons I'm... one summer in college. I took lessons when I was really little, uh, but then I quit for other sports. And I would like yeah. to relearn how to play um, tennis. See, I played competitively until high school. Really. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. I didn't, I didn't golf. My mom was like, "If you end up going into business, since you don't golf because you think it's stupid, boring, you need to play tennis. Then you should play tennis." She was like, "Yeah." She was like, "Yeah." So. Uh, my feelings on golf go back and forth a lot. Um, we can get into that another time. <laughs> next but week, tune in next week for Matt's feelings about golf. We're talking he might about just scream into a pillow. <laughs> we're talking about laundry and golf on this podcast. We're not running out of steam, guys. I promise we have a lot left. After we finish the Torah, we're going to go on to the Bible and then maybe the Quran. Probably not the Quran. I don't want, I don't care about. Yeah, I know that's offensive. We, should, we, 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 if we do the Bible, we have to do the Quran. Why? The Bible is literally like the sequel to the Torah. So is the Quran. Is there really any overlap? Is Abraham involved? I think isn't Abraham yeah. involved in all of them? But that's like the only connection. He's like, no, it's no interesting to me. Is Judaism the oldest religion? Because Judaism outdates Christianity. It way outdates it, Islam. It, it's the oldest of the major of, of these monotheistic religions. But it's not right monotheistic, right? Like, like I think there's uh, some some other religions might be older. Yeah, but they're not they're not as popularized. Yeah. But also, 
Judaism doesn't like proselytize and try to convert people. Like we've never waged a conquest, right? Like Christianity, like the crusades and the Spanish inquisition and like all these. Well, no, not in modern times, but as we get into today's Torah portion, we'll learn more about that. Yes, um, please tell me about, I want to learn about. We don't proselytize, the... we don't proselytize, but instead of doing the Torah portion, we can talk about some biblical instances where we would conquer. Um, cool. Cause I don't actually know anything about those. And, and that's why my perception is like, Judaism is like the least violent of the, I mean, other than defending ourselves, but I wait, mean, since, yeah. since, uh, for a long time, we probably are the least violent religion because we're the smallest religion. Now we say least violent, we're going to get hit up on from, you know, maybe one of our 12 listeners is going to be like, you're wrong. Look at the past hundred years. And then we can talk about that as a complex issue. Um, but I would argue a, that most of that was self-defense, but I might agree with you, for once. <laughs> but let's do the, the, the Yiddish word of the, for once. Yeah, yeah. Let's do the Yiddish word of the week and then get into the Parsha and then let everyone get on with their miserable lives. The Yiddish word of the week, guys, we're talking about laundry. We're talking about laundry being all over your apartment. You got a laundry chair that you can't sit on because it's covered in laundry. We would call this Chazerai, okay? Chazerai means a few different things. It's, it's, it's actually um, Yiddish uh, derived from the Hebrew word for pig, Chazir, is that is that how you say that? It's written here, but I don't speak Hebrew. I'm asking you because I thought you might I, know. I know Hebrew, but pig never comes up. Like, it's not surprising. I feel like like in Hebrew, unless you're explaining to somebody the rules of kosher of being kosher, you would never just be talking about pig unless you're no, like, no, look at this like, pig that I can't eat because it's not kosher. Sometimes when you're talking about things, you're like, oh, that's chazarai. Like it's not necessarily kosher. Like there might yeah. be, you know, pork. You know, so so yeah. Okay. okay. Keep going. Well, so chazerai, it's got a few different definitions, like really bad food. Like who who could eat such chazerai? Like you know, you 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 Jewish ant when you know you're talking about your late night funyuns run to Seven Eleven because you were stoned off your gourd, and she's like, oh, who could eat such chazerai? You know. Oh my God, who 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 gets stoned and eats funyuns? I don't know. I I don't get stoned. Period. It's not. I, I'm you too anxious. Hot Cheetos. Oh, that's chazerai. And uh, no, junk. no, 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 that's fiber. Oh, god, Chazerai also means like junk or trash. Like, that movie was nothing but Chazerai, or like, like my I have so much stuff in my apartment, like, I just acquire, I accumulate things. And like, my friends all know this. Anyone who's seen my place, like, I have way too much stuff. My mom comes to see my apartment she's like look at all this chazerai like what do you what is this you need to get rid of some of this and uh just anything disgusting or loathsome like uh the example in the joys of yiddish is a good deal of contemporary th contemporary theater strikes me as chazerai and uh yeah it's just like straight up trash crap garbage junk you know don't eat chazerai don't don't read articles that are chazerai don't don't do anything with with the chazerai. It's a. And as we talk about chazerai, I'm like Matt, clean up your shelf behind you. It's chazerai. The shelf's pretty organized. The top couple needs some work. It, it just seems like all your kitchen stuff that would normally go in cupboards, but you have a New York City kitchen. Yeah, my cupboards are full of dishes and things and yeah. bodies. So that's that's our Yiddish word. I thought we were gonna do kichel, but we didn't. Yeah. Kegel? Kegel. Carl, Carl's doing his kegels. You got to do your anal kegels. 
<laughs> all Sorry, right mom all right carl tell us about the pasha all right which so we now know means chapter yes parsha it comes from perach which is hebrew for chapter okay enough of that. so moses sends 12 spies they're in the land of they're in the desert and he's like i'm gonna send 12 people we're gonna call them spies but we really just want they're scouts they're gonna go look they're gonna see who's in israel or or uh at this time it's canaan because the canaanites live there yeah um, that's raising was, his hand like he's in school well yeah i don't want to be rude and interrupt that but i have a question so we missed a couple of weeks like what's the context like we're outside of israel now we're just wandering the desert we're still in the desert yeah so and they, he just somehow they end up spending like 80 years in the sinai yeah, for, yeah but so so he was just like you guys go out we're sending out like a search yeah, yeah Italian squadron party. okay Let's okay just because so, i don't know where it's coming so, from but Keep going with it. It's beautiful. Right, so, so he sends out a search party, and mm-hmm. you know, originally they're supposed to spend forty years wandering the desert because of the you know the golden calf and everything. These people can't go straight there because they did the golden calf. Um, so they're supposed to spend forty years so that the older generation dies out. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, he sends twelve spies, um, the most prominent of whom is named Joshua, as we all know. Later, Joshua becomes Moses, this, the leader after Moses. Yeah. Um, and there's a tree named after him in California. Different Joshua. Um, so 40 days later, everything has to do with 40, right? So 40 days later, these spies return and they're carrying like huge grapes, like grapes like the size of like a basketball. They're bringing like a cluster of them, a pomegranate, and a fig. And they're like, oh my God, it's the most lush, beautiful land. All of this stuff, it's so fertile, which is super funny because like as – anyone who's been there knows it's just not a desert um yeah but basically why is it called the land of milk and honey i'm sorry i don't want to get off track that's that's another partial we'll get there okay later. we'll get there i'm that's, jumping that ahead. also has to do with joshua of course okay. joshua is our guy um and so word up to joshua then 10 of the 12 spies are like it's full of these giant warrior people because god's like you got to go conquer your land again because like let's not forget yes matthew is this going to get to David and Goliath? Later. That's not, even it. That's not even in the Torah. Oh, my God. Okay. David's not even in the Torah, but we'll talk a little bit about David today. So, okay. <laughs> so don't forget, right? We started in Israel. We started in Babylonia. God was like, Lech Lecha to Abraham, which Lech Lecha is like, follow where I get point, whatever. It's like, go there. Lech Lecha is literally like, go there. And Abraham was like, where? And then God was like, like just over there in Israel. So they went to Israel and, you know, founded it. And then we left because the desert and the famine and Jacob and, and uh, you know, you know, all this shit going on. They had to go to Egypt, right? Where, you know, they were enslaved. Uh, and then we and Joseph, right? There. Joseph and his multicolored dream coat. Technicolor. Whatever. So Amazing they, technicolor. Right. So dream they went coat. there and then they were the, afterwards they were enslaved and they've been in Egypt for like hundreds of years. And now they're like, okay, we got to go back to the promised land. And God's like, okay, you're probably going to have to conquer it. And this, oh. they've already been attacked once on their journey and had to fight off a foreign enemy. And it was like a whole thing. And so Did we missed that part of the part of the Torah. I'm not sure. We'll, I'll look it up next week. We'll talk about it. Cause it's like, a, it's like a thing. So the people start crying because they're like, we can't conquer it. There's all these warrior people. And then Joshua and another guy named Caleb are like, no, we can conquer it. God's commanded us to conquer. No, Matt, stop raising your hand. <laughs> okay. 
I can't even like say like three words. You're like, for those of you who don't know, I'm like raising my hand, making weird faces. And now he's like giggling, like he's like twelve. He's like, call on me. I'm afraid to ask questions now. All right, ask your question, good sir. So, for my understanding and for our listeners, I'm sorry. We so don't have said, any listeners. We have no listeners. We do this for ourselves. So you said our moms we, don't even listen anymore. My mom listens to every episode and texts oh. me quotes out of context. <laughs> That's wonderful. So, okay, so they have to conquer it. But I want to clarify. Originally, Jews were there in the land of Judea, and then they were expelled. And this is later on down the road. And so someone's taken it over, and then we have to uh, reconquer it. I'm asking because I don't we, understand. Yeah, yeah, we weren't necessarily expelled. We had to leave because there was like a huge famine, and the only place that had food was Egypt. And uh, Joseph was in charge in Egypt at the time. So Joseph was like, brothers, come here. I'll take care of you. And then okay. we were enslaved in Egypt. And in this time, there were always other people there when we were first there, right? Like we were a small tribe. So there were other tribes and these other tribes have grown big and powerful. And, you know, like these Amalek, Amalek, Amaleks and the Canaanites were there and they were doing things, uh, according to the Torah, like human sacrifice and like, you know, cannibalism and, and attacking other tribes. So it was like a hostile place. Nice. Um, and so these, these, and they're apparently giants, the Amaleks were giants, which, uh, I believe, uh, Haman is a descendant of the Amaleks. So, like, you know, there's that. Haman Tashin. Um, So, I mean, we probably should really get Matt super in for this conversation. But... <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't want any Israelis in the building. I know. I think that more probably has to do with some sort of, like, rooted anti-Semitic thing with business, but that's okay. Um, but, so then... The, the people of, Egypt, of, of the Israelites are like really sad. They're like, fuck, this land's full of giants. We're not going to be able to like take it back. It's and overwhelming. So God just goes, what the fuck? You don't believe in me? Like, wait another 40 years. And so he wants like the entire generation to die out of like people who like aren't willing to, to follow him blindly, which I don't know. They might be. I'm so, waiting for an entire generation to die out. The problem is it's right. Gen Z and they're younger than me. So yeah, and then yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Okay, I don't, I don't really know how to help you deal with that besides just radical acceptance of you being you. Yeah, I think we should all accept all right. me. Keep going though. Exactly. You're doing great. And then I we go into you. like some random laws. Of course, like every parsha has its random laws that are given. So that's why Jews make good lawyers. Some some laws around meals wines and like giving oil offerings at the you know at the temple as well as like some of the the mitzvah of having a challah and and giving you know challah and making you know the bread of god or whatever and then also you know the seat seat do you know what seat seat are my seat seat are the little strands that hang off of the prayer shawl right to show your constant devotion right. to god as right so you you have your prayer shawl and the seat seats yeah. are like these little knotted strands on it and they're like very beautifully woven, actually, if you look at them. And so this parsha also has us commanded to to wear on each of the four corners of the parsha. I'll have our seat seat um, so that we'll remember to fill mitzvot, which are the divine commandments. The prayer shawl being the talis, right, or tali? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, Carl and I got into a debate one day about this because it, it, a talis is like the big. It, it's like for for you uh, 
goy goyim listeners it's a it's like a scarf kind of like if you've ever seen the blue stripe like white scarves that people wear in synagogue it's those and the ends that's that's the tzitzit. the tzitzit. but you and i got into a debate once because i said that they make clip-on tzitzit for like people who have to work you tuck in their shirts and stuff you were like no 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 it's it's the tallest hanging out and i was like where like what do you cut a hole in no, your they, shirt I, no no they make like like ones that are like the size of uh of like overshirt or undershirts yeah but they they have like external seat seat that like clips onto your it's like reverse suspenders like they clip onto the outside of your clothes so you still have the prayer shawl and by the way me explaining what seat seat are a second ago was straight up quoting fiddler on the roof when when tavia's like they show our constant devotion to god how's your sandwich (laughs) <laughs> it's because i'm right about the external seat seat. We're, How's we're, your sandwich? we're both right we're both right like there's the undershirt one and then there are yeah. also clip-ons but i like that you googled it again even though we've had this debate and and it probably ended the same way this is what i mean carl doesn't remember things that happened in our, our previous conversation i have it's to insulting remember, to me i have to remember so much about so many people's lives because it's like my I'm, profession like they're more important than me what are you saying yeah yeah because like one day they'll pay for me to listen to them complain. Did you guys know that Carl doesn't know my birthday? It's, it, <laughs> I do, and I'm not going to prove it to you now because I don't want you to <laughs> like make up a fake birthday and embarrass me in front of 100,000 listeners. No, no, do it. When do you think my birthday is? You're going so to I Facebook. Know. He's going to Facebook no. now. It's a I'm going to, to Instagram. All right, is, was this the end of the Parsha? We get... Yeah, 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 we do mitzvot. Doing mitzvot is a good thing. I think people in all religions basically like they try to get you to do good things for each other. Right, and so mitzvot are six hundred. There's six hundred thirteen mitzvot, which are like good things and laws. So isn't it isn't it a mitzvah to have sex on Shabbat? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did you take your birthday off of Facebook? <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't know my birthday. I know his birthday. Is I'm it August 25th? It. I'm not going to say no, it because... 28th, August 28th. No, is it the 25th? It's the end of fucking August. The 18th. <laughs> We've had this exact conversation with him guessing those exact same dates, actually. Like One of them's right. Over One the of them is months. right. Yeah. Um, it's anyway, the 25th. I'm not going to tell you because it's fun to watch you sweat over it. And other people. I'm calling your mother. Definitely. (laughs) Everyone should be calling their mother. When we get off of this podcast, when we stop recording, I'm going to call my mother. I'm going to call my grandmother. Yeah, it's the 25th. I just looked on Facebook. I found it on Facebook. It's the 25th. Fuck you, Thunder. All right. I watched Ted the other day. We're done. Carl, you want to say goodbye to the listeners? Um, Yeah, I just want to say to you, like, Matt's Facebook profile says that he's interested in women. (laughs) So (laughs) anybody out there? Just like curious to learn about them as as uh, creatures, you know. It also says his current city is Cleveland, Ohio, so uh, we know that he's not up to date. He might be interested in more than women at this point. Um, I'm just interested in people, you know. I like to uh, study people, and it's fascinating. He hasn't he hasn't updated his life events either since 2019 when he left his job at Yelp. So like, we don't really know what he's been up to lately, but I can tell you it's probably nothing good. Yeah. I like to be mysterious. It also, I think has you listed as my brother on Facebook. Well, let's look at family and relationships. Uh, no, your family members are Andrew Wiseman, brother, 
Jennifer Becker Wiseman, mother, and Aaron Benjamin, cousin. You definitely were at one point. Maybe I was were... at one point. We also. Oh no, we had to undo it when you put us in a domestic partnership. <laughs> Facebook <laughs> does not support incest, even hypothetical. Okay. No. Are you done stalking? Can we can we do a sign off? Shabbat shalom. It's Sunday, and these come out on Tuesday, so I don't Shabbat. Yom shlishi shalom. What does that mean? Tuesday goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Tuesday goodbye. Oh God. Okay. See you later, alligator. Yalla, we need to end the podcast. Catch you in a while, crocodile. Oh, bye bye, BB. Uh, that's funny. Okay, goodbye, guys. Thanks for listening. Follow us on Instagram at the Daily Mort. Follow us on Instagram at the Daily Mort. Email us the Daily Mort at gmail.com. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Tell your friends about the podcast. This is a pyramid scheme, like the pyramids that the Jews built in Egypt.